it's taken us a while to even turn on the cameras, press record, and, and do this again. But I'm freaking, I'm glad we're doing it. It kind of feels good. It feels great. Yeah. It's, dude, it's so easy to get caught up in the rat race, no matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So 2020 was a pretty intense year. We don't need to give a recap I'm, of what I'm happened. I'm not during. getting into that. <laughs> don't need to. But obviously with the year switch, I feel like we've both picked up work and projects that are actually things we enjoy doing, which is a pretty rare thing to say as as creators. We don't really get to work on many things that we really love doing. And if like someone lies and says, yeah, I love everything I do, it's, it's bullshit for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, has you, to be. Every creative knows firsthand. But that's not true. No, but I I also think we're at that point in our career now that like we've been doing it for like ten years plus. Like mm-hmm. I've been, we've been in the industry. It's just like yeah, I'm doing the fun shit. I'm doing this the the stuff that I want to be doing and getting paid the amount that like I feel like I should be. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah i I remember the first time getting so like my main focus has been photo for the past probably five to six years. But I remember the very first time someone hired me to do a shoot for me, like for my style. They weren't hiring a photographer to shoot something in their vision. They were hiring me to shoot photos with my own vision. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the greatest feelings. I felt like I was full gratification. I was stoked. It felt like things were starting to really like pick up in my career. This was probably years ago though. And it's Do you remember not, how it happened or not Not really? You just remember the feeling? Like it probably was through Instagram. I feel like someone just slid into my, that's exactly what someone slid into my DMs and they, yo, your photos are dope. Like your photos are fire. Bro. <laughs> that's what it was. Like, yo, your photos are fire. Yo, we should collab. And like, for anyone who doesn't know, when someone says let's collab, it usually means, hey, can you take photos of me for free? <laughs> you know? And I was like, yeah. As yeah, a yeah. photographer, yeah. Wow. <laughs> collab is like, that's like the keyword. As soon as I read that, I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's see where this goes. And it's panned out sometimes. Like some of my my clients that I'm like constantly shooting now are all collaborations at start. At first. Yeah. But now they're making money and I'm like, okay, collaboration is no longer a thing. It's time to pay me. And it's worked out. So let's yeah. call that TFP. Yeah, trade trade for print. <laughs> trade for print. Yeah. Back in those days. Man. Yeah. But it's a good feeling. And yeah, just being hired for your own style is one of the most gratifying feelings. Like you have a you have a style now for the way you edit too. I definitely have a style. I think to be completely honest, like I think now I'm just finding it and maybe it's because I've like cycled through a couple Mm. but I was thinking about that today of like like I don't I think maybe now I'm just trying I'm just finding my voice but like I think I found it before and then like like Mm. nah that's not who I that's not I don't like that style anymore and then like switch it up so I'm I'm in that middle zone of like what is what is my current style what is my current voice I guess Mm -hmm. how would you describe your voice right now anyways (laughs) if you could in a very generic way. <laughs> That's so loaded. I don't know, but dude, what would you say? Man, I'm not like besides your YouTube videos, like not like just a talking head. Mm. I would always say that your editing style is it's always super upbeat and it feels like it belongs in the sun. That's how I always feel about your work. I feel like true. It honestly, your editing style emulates that feeling when you're on a skateboard. 
and you're mm-hmm. just pushing it and the wind's in your face, that is your style. And like, that's what I love seeing from you all the time. It's just always so fun. It's lighthearted, but it's creatively well executed. Like it's always sharp. You're never, you sure. never fall flat or waver from your quality. It's always, it's always top notch. I never, I mean, shout out to skateboarding. Yeah. Basically made it, yeah. made me who who I am for sure. Me too, man. I was never good, but like skateboarding <laughs> is what. It shapes the, the yeah, it shape, shapes your culture essentially. Mm-hmm. For sure it does, for sure. You brought up something the other day when we were texting about the same topic about finding our style. Hold, hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. I, when I was just like, what would you say? I meant like, what would you say about yourself? Not about me. Even oh, though dude. like I very much appreciate the kind words. <laughs> dude, I got you. Um, I got you. Because I've never heard that about myself or like my, my, my like quote unquote style. But I, I like that. And I'm glad you said that. But like, I meant it like, what would you describe <laughs> yours as? I did not pick up what you're putting down at all. I love that. Dude. I love that. Yeah, use that on your like website. <laughs> yeah. New copy right there. New copy, bro. Yeah. Wait, I guess we should, uh, this is a nice segue to this week's sponsor, Squarespace. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Say, we got a sponsor already, dude? First episode uh, back? Yeah. Damn. Um, yeah, what would you say? My work? Yeah, like if your current style. And like, do you think that you could go through, because that, that's just how I feel, but like, like, do you think that you have one style or do you think your style has evolved over the, the years? Oh, man. Yeah, it has definitely evolved and changed. I feel like there are moments even when I send the WeTransfer link seconds after being like, ugh, I want to trash my entire style. Like, fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> I hand it over to the clients. I'm like, well, that, that wasn't really great. But it's still great though. You know, like I still put all the effort into it. It's just sometimes you want to reinvent yourself, man. And as of right now though, I feel like I have locked in my style and if i had to describe my photos specifically i find that they're very intimate without having to be like boudoir that's not i don't use the word intimate as in like sexy i use the word intimate as in like there's an immediate like deep connection not even deep connection just a connection between the viewer and the consumer of like actually looking at my photo it's very human you know it evokes emotions um, the way I shoot my subjects too, I always make them look like the, the hero a little bit. Does that make sense to you? It's always, it's always natural. That's yeah. what I, yeah. Instead of like where you're saying boudoir, it's like, they're not naked, but like it's, it's emotional. Like you can, mm-hmm. yeah, I would put your, st- your style very much in like, it's literally just capturing the raw emotion of like what's going on yeah. in the, in the most flattering form for sure and i'm definitely not one of those like desaturated photographers when it comes to like my color palette i love exploring the colors we want without it being too vibrant too pungent you know like i'm heavily inspired by film and like the actual like film photos but Mm -hmm. also like cinema and i find that the way i edit too always has like a a light cinematic feeling but i have no problem and i'm not afraid of like exploring into pastels and colors and kind of whatever like I feel really Mm -hmm. it just really comes down to like what I'm feeling when I'm editing like I know a lot of photographers while they're on shoot they already imagine what the post process is going to look like for them and how they want to turn out but sometimes like once it gets into my computer and I look at it I just change up the entire vibe and I just 
have fun with it because that's the only way that I can really motivate myself to finish a set is if I really enjoy what I'm doing. So I have to be, you know, I have to explore my creativity a little bit just to get through it. But yeah, definitely intimate, natural. Cinematic. Cinematic. That's definitely a trait. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like like I was saying earlier, like all my subjects, I kind of always shoot on a lower angle and I always have it looking up. So it makes the subjects appear a little bit more heroic without it being intimidating. It just always seems like they're... They're the main character. They're the main character, exactly. There's like a sense of confidence. Like they are the protagonists in my photos. Wow, I haven't had to think about <laughs> my own style like that in a long time. So that's kind of cool. Though. Dude, that's when you. That's why when you said it, I was just like, that is literally the hardest question. Hardest. So if you're listening to this, what's your style? Dude. Because that's like, honestly, I would equate it with... What's your why? Equally. <sighs> so hard. I'm still struggling with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an, it's an ongoing process. That's like, I think it's like, find your why is like the hardest question. And like finding, defining your style is like almost equally as hard as that question for mm-hmm. sure. The- what were you going to say before uh, I cut you off <laughs> and, and made you explain your own <laughs> style? Uh, dude. Um, oh, you were texting and you were telling me, sorry, uh, you were texting me, uh, basically talking about like what's our style was and like, def- how do we define it? And you mentioned this book, um, something about stealing and oh, how yeah. to steal as an artist. Steal like an artist. Yeah. Can you, what, what's that about? I remember you said a line specifically that like, you're like, how do you know what you like unless you taste the menu? Something like that. Oh yeah. I mean, he doesn't say that in the book, but like. Um, the book is Austin Kleon's Steal Like uh, Ten Ten Ways to Steal Like an Artist, or just Steal Like an Artist. If I had to sum it up, is like everything is a remix of a remix, mm. and he goes into be being like like music, uh, poetry, writing, cinema. Like everything is a remix of a remix of a remix. But man, that raises like an excellent point though, because I that is like you said, it's one of the hardest questions. Like, how do you define your style? And it is ever changing all the time and um you know i know my like top of my mind i could already think about photographers that i used to like try and recreate their work when i was first starting out exactly so it's like you you start you start by copying Mm -hmm. that's it for sure then so you obviously used to shoot photos too you still do like casually when you're on your fuji but like there was a point where like you were shooting portraits just as much as me and like we were always, when we both moved to Toronto, we were just trying to find the next person to shoot photos up. Not to get paid for it, just to like have fun. Yeah, it was It was something that, yeah, really sparked that creative itch. Yeah, man, it was great. Scratched that creative itch. And like <laughs> <laughs> the two photographers that like we were really looking up to at the time were uh, Blee Blue. You remember Blee Blue? Mark Harless? Yeah. Does it, dude, does he still shoot photos? I don't know, man. I feel like he went through some weird... Things. Self-discovery. Or Self-discovery. Something? Also, like, I don't know if like some clients felt uncomfortable around him. I feel like that's a whole other topic for another uh, podcast. Uh, 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 yeah. That's what I heard. Uh and then uh shit Jimmy shoots. Yeah, shout out to Jimmy. I feel like he's still a cool guy. I feel like I want to hang out with him still. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Jimmy is on Jimmy's always been on a wave. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think he really shoots photos anymore. Yeah. I still follow on him on, on Instagram and it's Same. and it's just like you know, following new passions. Yeah. And that's cool. But the, why I bring them up is like, they were both like the forefronts of like 
that I don't want to call it boudoir photography. It was like nature meets naked uh, girls, naked and men too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and couples know, and couples too. Yeah. It was just like, this is beauty. Yeah, yeah, man. They would stick the human na- body, but naked people in nature or like in a very minimalistic room. And it was the craziest thing to see on Instagram. Like it wasn't quite soft porn. It wasn't erotic, but it still was jarring to the eye and not even jarring as like off putting. It was just like a shock to see that on Instagram. And it was cool, man. And like on we, film too. Uh, always like on Jimmy, film. yeah, Jimmy sh- shot like a ton of film. Mm-hmm. And their color palette was always the same. It was like that bluish green hue to all their photos. Um, also, like kind of cinematic. And yeah, anytime I did a shoot too, like once I put that, put those puppies in Lightroom, it was like temperature down, yeah. green hue up. I didn't really know anything about like, you know, putting colors in the highlights and the midtones and the shadows. All I knew was tint temperature saturation <laughs> boom you know like the, bump that, that clarity slider bump that clarity. <laughs> and like the photo was done that was it but yeah like those two were like the those are the guys those are the guys that you know that kind of like help with photo and then right after that movement was the pnw photographer movement you remember that we're talking like with hearts joe greer bethany marie oh uh, 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 yeah it was just yeah. like yeah. Stick a person standing still yeah. in between mountains, yeah. highlights all the way up, and so there's a little sun flare. It had to be in the mountains or by the ocean. You know what? I did fall into that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I did. Yeah, dude, you moved to Vancouver and started taking those photos yourself. No, even before that, I remember like um, my girlfriend at the time. I remember being like, just stand in that. Like we would go on hikes. And I'm like, just stand still. Like I'm gonna put center framing. Like, mm-hmm. It was always center framed. Always center framed. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. I totally forgot about that era. Yeah, that was a flex, man. And like, that's when the PNW really popped off and everyone started kind of... Yeah, it's like, oh my God, there's so much cool stuff to do. It's like, well, yeah, all these <laughs> photographers are just exposing it. Yeah, get a van, drive across the coast. It was dope. But like that really took over the Instagram photography scene too, man. And like, mm-hmm. it definitely inspired both of us too. Like, yeah, I find, I think that's where I kind of like going away from that blue green hue seeing all these warm tones was like it was super inspiring to me because like i i love sunsets i'm cheap i like sunsets <laughs> walking along the beach holding hands um sunsets yes i love warm colors man and like seeing that it was like man this is this is dope and i started incorporating that into my own photos too so like i kind of ditched the blue and the green changed it up went into the warm stuff and you know I exactly copied both. I was making carbon copy photos of all of those photographers. And but, okay, here's the thing, though. Okay. You think you're making carbon copy photos. Mm-hmm. If they, like, and this is just a theory that I have. If, like, whatever, whatever photographer that you're, you think that you're copying was to look at your photo, would he be like, or she'd be like, this is, he's just ripping off my style. Or be like, oh, cool. And that's it. Yeah, that's true. Also, another perspective is like someone who doesn't follow those PNW photographers, they're probably like, oh, wow, that's so cool. That's so, so new. You know, I want to take photos with this person. And that's, again, that's kind of how like business also works too, right? Like they don't. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? And I think at that time too, the, and still, to be honest, 
experimenting not ha- like and specifically i guess like not having an audience or like caring because like you're working for clients and you're working for businesses and like mm-hmm. like that's what we both do so it's like we can just experiment and like keep experimenting because like True. people aren't watching people don't give a shit you know People aren't being like, oh, like I expect this from Nolan. So you like put out like this totally different edit or for me, like putting out this completely different vibe, like nobody cares, you know? So like I, we get to have that. If those photographers started to like shift, like we remember them because they got pigeonholed into that style. You know what Mm. I mean? And I, I'm obviously that's not their style anymore. No. Like maybe, maybe for some of them it is. But like, I don't know. I think that's just like something to keep in the back of your mind. Like it's okay to like lean into a style at a certain point because you know, you're going to evolve. Like I Mm. for sure am not cutting the exact same style as I was like five years ago. There's no way. Bro, you're dropping some hard knowledge right now. (laughs) That (laughs) wasn't really like, I know this is not to anyone technically. We're just like making this to make it, but I hope someone listens to that because it's fucking so true. Well, I just experiment. Dude, no one cares when you're, no one's watching. Explore, try something new. Oh, yeah. Find your style through that. You know, I feel like we both have been pigeonholed, not to this extent of like, this is what we're known for because we're fucking viral. We're famous. Yeah. But I imagine we, viral people feel that for sure. For sure. But we have clients that they expect a certain work from us yeah. and the style of work. And like, even though it's not always so constant. It's still, we still feel the pressure to be like, ah, shit, like they want this. They want, yeah. they want something that I've already made, you know? And you get really caught up in that. And it's hard to, it's really hard to break from that sometimes. But that's also like the driver, at least for me, that's like why I started being like, okay, like I know exactly, it's like a cookie cutter formula that I'm going to like make this corporate video. Mm. But what can I do? You know, like if I'm animating their logo or something, that's just going to, that's going to fucking stretch it for me. And like Mm. that's, I get to inject like a little bit of my style or whatever. True. That's true. (laughs) I throw, I always throw like a little tiny bit of grain in my like photos for (laughs) clients that like don't need grain at all. Why is it noisy? It looks a tiny bit. Just to leave like my stamp, you know, just a little bit, but it's whatever. It's cool. It's cool. I've, I've been shooting for fitness people lately, but it's cool though. You know, like fitness people, like the fitness influencers, it used to be all about like, you're on long beach, you're by the beach. Everything is super saturated, super colorful. Everyone has a swipe through fucking carousel, how to videos of like push up plank burpees. But I'm getting these fitness influencers now hitting me up being like, yo, like we kind of want to like change it up tell a story, have a different perspective of it. And then they Not go to, to me. Not to mention that we don't live at near a sunny ass beach. True that. Yeah. True that. That's also a thing. But even Toronto, Toronto has its own like fitness influencer scene. And it's always like, let's go to canoe land. Let's go True. by the CN tower. Light and airy. Yeah. CN tower. Light and airy. Let's do some jump split lunges, you know, in midair and like take a photo. Cause oh. the stuff that I've seen with, from you, I don't know if I would call it like grunge, but like that's what I would call like the direction. It's like hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, it's just hard and not like, yeah, not like I'm not, when I do these like f- fitness shoots for a lack of a better term, I never get them to just 
pose. It's always like, I'm going to capture your movement. I'm going to take these photos and tell the story essentially of like what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve. There's no, I'm not even good at making people pose, man. To be honest with you, I don't even know how to pose people sometimes. You know, sometimes you just fuck out of here. It's true, this dude. This guy's been shooting photos forever. Dude, dude man. Sometimes like, I don't know. Like my biggest thing that I always say to newer photographers that are working with clients is like, you have to meet your subject beforehand for like at least half an hour to an hour. You need to set a relationship. You need to make them feel comfortable because the best work you're going to create is the work that you create together. It's collaborative. I know I used that word earlier for no money, but <laughs> it is. You're creating something together. You're not Full just, circle. Yeah, you're not just getting, you're not just getting hired to create someone else's shit. You're both creating something together, and the best way to do it is by making each other feel comfortable, and so you can kind of get a little experimental with your shots. And sometimes that's the best way to do it. Like I can never just show up to a shoot being like, "Hey, let's meet at four o'clock at Canoe Landing." And let's just shoot. That's not how I'm going to do it. I'm going to be like, yo, meet me at three. Let's chat about your vision. Maybe let's hop on a FaceTime because, you know, COVID. Mm -hmm. You can't really hang out for too long. And like kind of get to know each other so I can pick up your vibe. And then we can set a style. We can set an intention for the shoot rather than just showing up and trying to make something on the fly. That's just not my, it's not my jam. It's not part of my style, style, style. We hope you're enjoying this episode and I just want to stop in and say if you have any questions about finding your style or literally anything else about creating in general, just drop a comment or you can go to the website thecreativeherd.com or .ca and you can use the contact form there and we'll see it for sure. Uh, all right, let's get back to the episode. So yeah, I guess when we were talking about this, the stuff that came to my mind was like, steal like an artist, 100% to find your own style um, and not to give a fuck because like, I, I honestly still feel like I'm finding my own style and like, I just try to focus on like nobody fucking cares what I do. And mm -hmm. I just really try to, even though it's like really hard to, 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 th to think about that because I'm like, ah, oh, those two people in high school that follow me on Instagram still, like <laughs> they're really going to care what I put out, you know? So I'm like, oh, God, I really got to like, I'm so self-conscious about that shit. But like, I just have to like focus on like nobody gives a shit. Like it's like, oh cool, video, nice, cool. No, no, no. That dude, that's that's very useful. That's some golden knowledge that even like I'm even taking in right now, being like, Oh yeah, shit. No one does care. I can try some new shit if I want to, you know? Dude, yeah. I think it's like there's you just have to like start before you start before you're ready and like you'll just just figure it out. That's how I've always mm. kind of like came around to like oh i'm just gonna like learn it on the fly like we were talking about that earlier mm -hmm. like just get paid to learn something on the fly and like eventually you'll figure it out and then like boom didn't someone like ask you like in your inbox being like yo how do you make money off of learning and you're like <laughs> <laughs> that's my job <laughs> you know like that's yeah. kind of part of the gig it was like how do you make time to learn oh it was something like that and it's just like well Yes, you have to be proactive about that stuff, but like sometimes you just overcommit. You know, it's just like, oh, do you know how to like do this and this? It's like, do you think the first green sh green screen edit I did, I knew how to do? 
fuck no. Dude, I haven't done a green screen edit since high school. <laughs> I could not even. Yeah, like I'm you sure get into the real world. It's just like, yeah, can you just like chroma key that up? I'm like, uh, I'm sure there's a tutorial out there. <laughs> Uh, yeah that reminds me <laughs> the one of the main clients that I have right now I have been using your camera which is what we're shooting on right now the Zcam what is it Zcam something Zcam E2S6 E2S6 yeah uh, you had to get, like the night before you gave me like a quick crash course you're like All right, here this is <laughs> yeah this is how you set it up I'm like yeah 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 cool 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 I had the next morning the shoot was at 9am and around 8am I made an a specific note, a conscious note to bring my AirPods so I can wear them while setting up my shoot and I can like secretly call you if I ever had any questions, but I didn't want to show the clients that like I didn't know what I was doing. So, I, and I, I did call you. <laughs> I called I was like, yo, dude, the frame rate, it's it's all fucked. It's at a, it's at a degrees. It's not, oh, it's, yeah. it's not FBS. What's going on? And my client's like, everything okay there? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like walking myself through notes, but they didn't know I'm on the phone with you. And my AirPods being like, oh, Spencer, please <laughs> help me, bro. But I got paid for it. So that's all that matters. Learn on the job. Learn man. on the job, man. That's yeah. It. I think it is pretty important to note, though, that like this isn't like some clickbaity episode title of like how we found our style. Cause it's not, I hate those YouTube videos because like the thing that they're missing out is exactly what you're saying is that it's going to change and it has to change. You have to evolve. You have to act like no one's actually watching you so you can redefine and refine and, and be okay to like look stupid. Dude, I feel huge. I feel like that all the time. Like I'll make some stupid something, you know, which is kind of why I love TikTok right now. You have a TikTok? I, I, yeah, I just got one because like, I just like, I want to make dumb shit. You know what I mean? Mm. And I feel like I don't have a platform to like do that. Dude, what's your TikTok? It's, um, I actually don't know. I called it like Winston does stuff or something like that. That's cool. Cause I was like, oh, I'll just like make stupid dog videos and like whatever. Yo, kids are fucking good at TikTok, eh? Dude, it's, ins- I don't get it. Dude, some kids, like the fact it. that they do most of this on their phone is insane to me. Mine shattering dude. <laughs> shattering dude it's like i'm not ready for it, i feel like it's not no no and it's been around for so long it's i feel like, like a boomer <laughs> yeah, dude. i feel like a boomer uh, i'm like how the i'm just i'll just do it on my computer dude i got no. <laughs> you know i have two younger sisters and the only way sometimes i can connect with them is like they got to teach me like the tiktok moves i'm okay. always like yo i'll call them like yo show me that whoa show me show that show, show me that whoa one you know so we connect though man fuck so like, what would, what would you actually say to like, I feel like the real key to finding your, your style is like, you just do it without knowing it. Like you just get invested, you know, you get addicted to like whatever you're doing. Like when you're like, oh, I like photos. And like all of a sudden you're like following all these influential photographers. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, then you just end up stealing from like nine of them. So it's like all nine of them had a little baby and that's you. You know Dude, I mean? that is exactly it. Like, I couldn't tell you the moment where, like, I found my style. There's no, there is no traceable way to, like, maybe if I went back through all my hard drives and started sifting through my photos, I can be like, oh, these photos kind of look alike. But, like, there was no definitive moment. It was just like, no, you know what it is? You just actually have to fucking do it. You just have to, like, actually go create shit. You actually have to go pick up your camera 
and turn it on and press that shutter and mic drop dude it's true though Fop, yeah. like i have so many ideas all the time that mm-hmm. i uh don't follow through on because i don't pick up my camera you know and like same but that that moment say i did pick up my camera that could have been a moment where my style started could have started changing you know so it really comes down to the matter of fact of just like doing more without burning out of course you don't ever want to experience burnout you want to always do things from like a very genuine place Mm -hmm. but if you just do and create as frequently as you can and like stop saying no to yourself i feel like that's where a style could really be born and or evolve into something you know yeah i think that's like straight off the same point it's like a little part of me says no because like I don't really want to push those boundaries or like experiment. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like you just have to be kind of open with it to be like, you know what? This might fail. This might suck. And mm-hmm. that's okay. And I feel like, at least for me, I don't give myself space to to do that. Mm-hmm. To like actually just suck and fail. That way it's just like I'm growing at a slower rate. I find that you're actually humble to a fault sometimes. Like you said, you're okay with failing because like you don't care. You don't hold space enough or to feel that residual guilt that would come from sucking or whatever. <laughs> but like your stuff is always good, man. Like it's I'm always pleased to watch your content. Maybe when you're doing the talking heads for the YouTube stuff at first, I was like, oh, this guy, yeah. <laughs> this guy can't talk to a camera. <laughs> but um, dude, like what you've been experimenting in has always been and will probably continue to be of a great caliber because like you're passionate about what you do even your corporate shit i know you don't really love doing your corporate shit but you always leave a little spice in there like a little little paintbrush a little stroke of of you in it and you can see it and it's cool it's cool i guess that's a spot too of like you have to make sure you're kind of passionate about it mm-hmm. anyways i'm gonna hit you with some hit some quick hitters Quick topics. Okay. Speed round, rapid round. Oh my god. Ready? Okay. You want to take a sip first of your drink? Is that what you're doing? I have no. I have, I have no drink left. Okay. Three creators, photo, video, whatever, UX design that are not. In, it doesn't have to be inspiring you. But just shit that you like right now. Who do you like right now? Uh, who do I like? On give me a. Sh- Let's go YouTube. Platform Let's list. Go YouTube first. Oh shit. I mean. It's kind of a, across the same platforms because like I end up following that I feel like I really know I like somebody when I end up following them on every single platform. True. Because there's a ton of creators that I follow only on Instagram or only on YouTube or like mm-hmm. whatever, right? And I feel like the people that have crossed that platform are one, Jesse Driftwood, because he's just like That's who exactly I thought of when you said you're you're on TikTok now. I'm like, oh this guy watched the, oh, <laughs> the yeah. latest Jesse yeah, Driftwood. Exactly. Video. Yeah, but yeah. like because the dude is just so organic and like doesn't care it just it seems like he doesn't care about what other people think about him and i'm like that's exactly how i want to create mm. it's like damn um that's huge he is actually a, a very good role model for exactly what we were talking about yeah it's like just do it because you want to do it and that's it you'll you'll find your own way along the way and he like he has he's mm. not like because i wouldn't call him like an influencer i wouldn't call him a youtuber i wouldn't call him a it, like a creator inst- yeah an instagram photographer like what the fuck he just made his own thing shit. uh colin and samir are pretty dope mm-hmm. 
And I, yeah, I'll, I'll have to say Matt Diabella because dude fucking crushes it. You know, <laughs> dude's been crushing it. Matt's the king, man. Matt's the king. And yeah, I think those are the only people that like really have my following throughout. Like if they were to start a, be like, hey, I'm on this platform. Be like, cool, I'm going to follow you there. Because mm. like I care about what they're doing. True. I'm sure there's others, but like off the top of my head, those are heavy hitters cool. for me. That's cool. What about you? Oh, you know what? YouTube, specifically Nathaniel Drew, I think that's his name. Oh, shit. Yeah, Dude, he he's good. so good. Like, there's people who love telling stories, and then there's people who love telling stories and are fucking wicked at it. Yeah. And he is like, he's just that awkward kid that like bloomed, you know? Yeah. Greatly. And now he is just an epic storyteller. Just living in Europe or oh, some just, shit. <laughs> knows like 30 languages, is living in. Uh, France right now something like that just kills it it's so good and like I even love his editing style too and it's it's very minimalistic but it's dope he he inspires me a lot for sure when it comes to video format in terms of like I and photographers like I consume a lot of photos and sadly it's mainly through Instagram these days Um, but nothing like not to say people don't wow me. It's just it's just so mindless at times that like my thumb doesn't stop mm-hmm. scrolling sometimes. But if I were to give shout outs to like some local people in Toronto, I'd have to always shout out Sean Pollock. Sean Pollock oh, to yeah. me yeah. has one of the cleanest eyes when it comes to photography. Um, I agree for sure. And I, I wouldn't be a photographer without him. Like when I moved to when we moved to Toronto, he, like he invited me to a studio shoot and like. I was shooting back then, but he kind of like not tucked me under his wing, but like he just gave me like the ropes and notes of like what it's like to be a professional photographer. And yeah, I've always just followed his work ever since. And it's just clean, man. His color palette is always wicked. His composition is always stunning. Um, yeah. And I just really enjoy who he is too. And that definitely feeds into why I like his photos so much too. Oh yeah. For sure, plays a part. For sure, it does. You know, and then third, obviously, like my number one photographer that I've always liked is Joe Greer. Like he was like in that PNW scene, but he like completely ventured off. But never caught the unfollow. Never That's caught the, the unfollow, dude. He like continues to wow me with his photos. Uh, he shoots only film now. I guess that's like a prime example of what we talked about. It's like his style caught your eye at first, but mm-hmm. obviously his style has greatly evolved you know yeah he definitely evolved man. dude you dad like i want his work printed on my walls but like it's also very expensive (laughs) very expensive and toronto is expensive enough so i'll just keep liking his shit (laughs) i'll just keep double tapping his work and show love that way i wrote like a bunch of quick questions here that's what i'm looking at um Whatever comes to your mind first, you just have to spit it out. One sentence, two sentences, max. That's it. Okay, go. Um, I also want to preface this by anybody listening slash watching, if you have any ideas for this segment, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> throw, throw in the comments, please. Okay, first one, tools of the trade that you use right now. Canon 5D Mark IV, always. And I always have my 35 millimeter art lens from Sigma, always. That's like my go-to lifestyle lens at all times. Playlist, artless, or album? Oh, sorry, artist. <laughs> <laughs> Playlist, artist, or album? 
Oh, right now I'm I'm in like a deep Tyler the Creator wave right now. Oh shit, dude! I just like okay, that's it. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, do you have a ritual for getting in the flow? This is a longer one, but like uh, getting in the flow, like on set or like before set, totally different. Let's go editing for when you're like Ooh. sitting down. You're like, I'm gonna edit a big batch of photos right <laughs> editing now. Editing warm water. I boil that shit down to it's 80 degrees. True. Warm water. And then you let sip it chill. That shit. No, I just drink it warm. Warm water is great for you. You just said man. boil, so it's hot. Oh, it's hot. I like it hot, dude. Yeah, it's good hot. for your digestion system. It is, man. So yeah. Warm water, that sits me down. I put on one, there's this light bulb in the corner of my room that I plug it in. That's only on when I'm editing. That's it. It's like on air. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. On set, shoot, snack. Mm. Bananas and granola bars. Simple. Healthy, whatever. Something you wish you knew uh, when you're first starting out in your field. Mm. Um don't post photos for your high school followers on Instagram. Shut the fuck up. Dude, you said it and I was like, fuck. <laughs> it almost hurt my feelings. Dude, does that not that. go through your head a little bit? Like every time I post something, I'm like, ah, like who is following me because they're genuinely here and who is following me because they had a like grade 11 English class with me. But your shit's different though. My Instagram, like you don't even know who I am besides if you look at my Instagram stories. If you were, if you're just gonna look at my Instagram like grid, you wouldn't know who I am because photos of people. Dude, same, the same question applies to you. Like, do you ever, does that ever come across your mind of like how many people are here because, you know, I, I went to university with them or are these people like they're fucking with my work? Yes and no. Like, yeah, like the people who are interacting with my photos, I obviously know they're there for me and like for the work I'm doing. But obviously, like that's only like 100 plus people and I have 2000 followers and like the other 1900. Are you in photos? Yeah, 15% yeah, use code and Nolan B in <laughs> checkout. It uh, pays for my bills. At what? <laughs> you just dropped the code? If anyone wants to sponsor me us that'd be great let oh us know God. okay last thing what okay. are people sleeping on people sleeping on yeah for for long time listeners they know that that's an og question <laughs> k dramas k korean dramas bro you want to feel something you want to feel anything is it subtitled yeah or, yeah don't be lazy don't be lazy well i i honestly was gonna say or it's just so dumb now was it in english no not english full korean you know true Dude, yeah, super, super good. Okay. Cool. Can I can I recommend one? Do you got time for that? Uh, yeah, if you want, I'm just gonna wrap it <sighs> up. Obviously, you got Parasite. That's a great movie, but ET One Class. It's on Netflix. Get you right in the field, man. Drama. Uh, yeah, Parasite yeah, is definitely true. a K drama. You know bro. what I'm? You know what my mind goes to? Like, and you say, uh, you're looking at like the re super reality TV yeah, show type no, shit. No, it's well K dramas have a bunch of money in them, true. and they're beautifully shot. Anyways, that's my tidbit. All right, let's uh, let's get some food now. Thanks, thanks for watching, listening. We're gonna be back. <laughs> <laughs>